Monday night, May 6th at the Hyatt Regency in San Francisco. You're invited to join athletes and celebs at the Bay Area Sports Hall of Fame Enshrinement Dinner. Be there to celebrate this year's class featuring Olympic swimmer Jenny Thompson, San Jose Earthquakes legend Chris Wondolowski, Niners Super Bowl hero John Taylor, Sharks icon Patrick Marlowe, and the architect of the Giants dynasty, Brian Sabian. Be a part of this star-studded evening benefiting Special Olympics Northern California. To purchase tickets, visit Bayshoff.org. That's B-A-S-H-O-F.org. Listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Now, here's your host, Ted Ramey. Nathan Keller will have to score here to keep it alive. And Jones makes the save, and the Sharks win the game in a shootout, and they're off to a great start under Bob Bugner with a win in the first game of the season. They'd have liked the full two points and not to give one to the Coyotes, but still a tremendous game for Martin Jones, Evander Kane, Tomas Hurdle, and others. And the Sharks have their first W in the win column. Just trying to stay patient, uh, make the best read I can. And I knew I was late getting over. I just tried to throw my foot up there and got lucky. He takes a lot of pride in his game. And, uh, you know, I'm sure he's listened to all the stuff in the past and what you know, people say about him. And, and I mean, he's a proud guy. He wanted to uh, come out and get off to a good start. And he certainly did that. He was our best player tonight. Woo! All right. What's up, everybody? Yes, we are waking up winners after the first Sharks action we have seen in 10 months. It was all over the place. It was wildly entertaining. That's going to be my uh, my takeaway. Not that it reminded me once again of uh, all the bad things that Sharks hockey can do to my heart, which it did flash through my head when that goal was scored. With about three seconds left, I was like, oh, right. This can be absolute torture at times. Uh, but no, that was fun. And you know what? Even if the Sharks had uh, come away not being able to get the win last night, I still would have been in a good mood because there was hockey back on my television, Sharks hockey on my television. I was listening to Dan Rusinowski right here on the app. I was listening to Randy Hahn. It was the classic Sharks experience. It was everything that I had missed from my life. The fact that I could just sit down, turn on the game, and watch it now with my kids who are kind of old enough now to really understand what's going on. Oh, it's the best. It's absolutely fantastic. So, yes, it was... It was a little bit stressful, just more than a little bit, uh, especially, like I said, giving up a goal with mere seconds left in the game. But, man, it was good to have the Sharks back on and uh, just to see that happening and watch it and listen to it and take it all in. Uh, I've missed it. I'll, I'll be honest. I really, truly have missed it. It is something that you kind of set your your watch to in terms of the uh, the calendar of life. You know that on afternoons and evenings during the slow winter months, you are able to take it in on the television. You're able to listen to the game or you're able to go to the game. Well, that's been taken away for the time being due to the pandemic and rightfully so. And by the way, wasn't it weird seeing those fans in attendance in Arizona that uh, again, I, I get it. You know, you, they, they 25% capacity. It looked socially distant outside of independent households. 
I didn't have a problem with it, but it just, it's weird when you see fans at games, even when I've been watching NFL, college football, et cetera, when you see fans at games, you're like, oh, right, this is how it's supposed to be. This is what we look like when we are normally running, but there's a lot to get into from last night. And yes, it was not the cleanest Sharks game we have ever seen. There were some moments of some inherent sloppiness that you were expecting after a 10 month layoff. But for the most part, I was pretty pleased with what I saw, and especially when you have Leonard, Hurdle, and Kane being that productive on their first night together in the NHL. And yeah, I know they'd practice together, but let's just give it up first and foremost for Tommy Hurdle. First power play of the season for the Sharks. It was not a lethal weapon last year. 23rd overall, and the Sharks are committed to change that. A shot to save, and they score! Tomas Hurdle with the first goal of the year. It's on the power play, and the Sharks take the lead. And that was just a beautiful moment for us to see. I mean, the guy had once again had to put in so much work in the offseason to come back from yet another knee injury combined with having a child, and now he's got to be away from his family while the Sharks are dealing with these extreme circumstances and not being able to play in Santa Clara County. And for him to come back, and score that first goal, you love to see it. It it was heartwarming. I genuinely mean that. It was heartwarming to see Tomas Hurdle come back and express that joy and express that love for the game. I mean, when you watch Hurdle play, it makes you feel good about life. He is one of those guys that has that joy about him when he's playing the game. It's hard to exactly define. It's not just because he smiles. It's Overall, the way he plays, there's an expression of appreciation and the fact that he's having fun when he's out there on the ice. And then he came through not once, but twice. With Mario Ferraro at UMass Amherst, off the boards, backhand, Leonard, rebound, they score! It's Hurdle again, and it's 2-0. It was about as perfect a start to the year as you can see. You get your first two goals from a guy who's coming back from major knee surgery yet again. I I don't know how much better you can write it. It's storybook-like to have a guy come back from a major injury and score those big goals that would help you on your way to your first win of the year. Now, the Sharks had a little bit of uh, some roughness after that, but... For Tommy Hurdle, it was a great night, and it was great to see him back looking like the Tommy Hurdle we all expect him to be. Yeah, it was a long time. It's almost you know a year when I last time played game and score goals. So it was nice to get it at LA, you know, and felt great. You know, it was again, you know, celebrating for my teammates is nothing is better. So I was really happy about it, and uh, I was actually nervous after you know the scrimmages and coming to the game, but actually I felt pretty pretty well. You know, I, I like my line. You know, when I. We got some some games with Kainer, me and Kainer together, and we proved it. We can be one of the best line in NHL, and and I'm happy for us. We built some chemistry. We have to just keep going because we know, you know, it's be on the us score a lot of goals for for our team. So I'm happy for our start. And speaking of that line, let's not go any further before we talk about Evander Kane, who his goal, the third of the night for the Sharks, was just a brilliant bit of power play for him. That was the modern power forward in the NHL. He did it with his body. He did it with his legs. He did it with his skill. Just a sight to behold. And they've been able to hang on to the lead. Here's Evander Kane trying to get away from Chikrin. He scores! What a sweet set of hits by Evander Kane. A huge goal to make it 3-1. Yeah, that was a huge goal and a huge moment for Evander Kane, who's had a lot on his mind as of late, and he just helped the Sharks 
add goals they would obviously need as they ended up giving up one, the game tying goal with three seconds left in the game. Here's Kaner after the win. To be honest, this is the best I felt in a long time. So it was nice to get off to a good start. It was good to get a win. It would have been a tough one to lose. So, you know, it's only one game. We we got to got them dot up again on Saturday. So, you know, every every game is 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 a big game just because of you're only playing teams in your division. So they're extremely meaningful. So uh, it's good to get the win. Just got to get ready for the next one. Yeah, they don't get too much time to relax before they face Arizona again on Saturday. Well, let's talk about Jonathan Lettern for just a moment in his first game as a member of the San Jose Sharks. He ends up with two assists, a huge night for him. And I think we all noticed, at least Twitter certainly made me feel this way, he can fly. I did not have a great sense for his speed. I'd seen a little bit of video of him from his time at UMass, but I did not know how fast he was, and he just looked phenomenal to me. I mean, he was flying around there on the ice. So to see that type of speed out there, especially when you know one of the things that Bob Bugner was talking about throughout the entirety of the training camp was he wants to incorporate more speed with his team. And he actually said Boogie did after the win that he felt that he maybe missed an opportunity in putting Leonard out there when the Sharks had four on three on the power play in the overtime, but still just getting those looks at Leonard out there. You see, there's a lot of potential there in what he's capable of doing. Here's hurdle on Leonard. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it was first game, you know, it's not easy, you know, after a long time, but I think, he got some skill, you know, he can play, he's, he wants to learn, you know, he asking questions and, and I think we got some good things, you know, we for sure have to work on it and play more ozone time because when we got there, we got good chances, but we need a little more, but I like him, you know, he got speed, he's skill and, and he, he's still young. So, so I think he got, you know, big future with him, but I, I like to so far with him play. And I think that's the reaction that all of us had out there tonight, watching Jonathan Leonard play. You said, Whoa, there is a lot of potential here. I'm excited for what the future holds with him. And that's a good thing to have. I mean, we've been so focused on the here and now with the Sharks. When you're seeing guys like Mario Ferraro, like Jonathan Leonard, when you see that glimpse of what guys can start growing into, you get excited because we saw what Hurdle grew into. We know what Timo Meyer continues to grow into. We've watched Logan Couture grow into something. So the excitement is most definitely there, particularly with what we saw from Leonard. But to go back to where we started, what a night from Martin Jones. I mean, I thought that he was absolutely fantastic. None of the goals I thought were his fault. And that third one, you know, I I didn't want to ask Bob Bugner about this after the game because I think he he didn't probably want to get into it. But I was sitting there watching that going, put a body on these guys. They should not have been able to get that many whacks at the puck. I think they had three chances in front of Jones before they finally put it in. You can't let that happen. You have got to use your size. You have got to use your physicality. You have got to impose your will on the opposition and not give them that many chances to score that goal. Now, Bugner alluded there were learning issues throughout the course of the night, and he felt that the guys uh, were a little bit tired towards the end. And listen, that's another thing we can get into, all the penalties that the Sharks keep on, keep on taking. That was a problem throughout the game as well, and they were gassing themselves a bit, and it came to rear its head in the final moments of the game. But let's be honest, Martin Jones came up with some massive stops, that two-on-none that he made the huge save on where he said he just stuck his leg out and got lucky and made the save. I, I don't believe in luck. I've talked about that before. Martin Jones 
has been playing this position for too long, has taken too many repetitions. When he goes to make a save, it's not lucky that he made the save. He was intending to make the save. His instincts told him to put his leg out there in that position. He made the stop. That was sick. That was absolutely fantastic. And he came up big time and time during the game. He looked more confident. He looked like his footwork was really good. His push to the post, everything you were looking at, you said, this looks like the Martin Jones we remember. And that was something that Boogie was asked about after the game, how important the play of Martin Jones playing up to his level that we know he's capable of, how important that is for the Sharks. You know, goaltending is, you know, a lot of nights is your most important player. And I think that's, uh, um, you know, big for our team. And, and again, we're going through some system change and, uh, you know, there were some, some mistakes made. Let's let's face it, it wasn't perfect tonight, but uh, um, there's also a lot of good things. And, uh, you know, you never complain about getting two points. But there's a lot of teaching moments out there uh, tonight after we watch that video and, and and have our meeting tomorrow. But there's also a lot of good things. And uh, the biggest thing for me is, is uh, um, you know, Jonesy was our best player. And uh, if your goalie is your best player on, on, on a nightly basis, you're going to have a great chance to win no matter what. And as much as Hurdle did great things out there in the ice and as good as Kane looked and as eye-popping as Leonard was at moments and the way that Sorensen was flying around out there and as good as Donato lived up to the hype on how good he could be on shootouts, you really look at Martin Jones and you give him all the credit in this game because he needed this. He's had a rough go of it. And listen, it could change. I, I totally acknowledge that. This is one game. It exists as one game uniquely but I do think there was a lot when you watched Martin Jones. He just looked a little bit different out there, and sometimes it's that little bit that leads to a guy recapturing their past form. We know he's been able to dial it up. He did it in the playoffs in 2019, reverted back to that form that we all expect of him, and he had that same flair about him last night. He looked like the Martin Jones that we all know he's capable of being and that's what made it so exciting. Well, you know, I mentioned it earlier. I think he put a lot of work in in the offseason. I think you could tell that instantly at camp. Uh, um, just from his testing and his physique, the way he looked, he was stronger. And, you know, I think he just he came into camp with a nice, a great, fresh attitude. And, uh, and like everybody did. And I think that's going to be a theme for this year because we've heard that expression or that sentiment that guys came in with a fresh attitude. That's not happening by accident. These guys aren't saying that by accident. That's because there was, in my opinion, such a hangover effect from what happened with the loss in the Western Conference Final in the 2019 playoffs and then Joe Pavelski moving on and things just changing. It was a year of change for the San Jose Sharks, and now they're trying to put that all behind them. They're actively trying to put that behind them and move on to this new phase of the team because, you know, Jumbo's gone. Pavelski's been gone. These were cornerstone pieces of the franchise that have moved on over the past two years. And I think that because of that, with a new head coach, you have to take greater and more proactive steps to try and instill a new culture, a new level of expectation, a new way that you're going to play. And I think that's what the team is working for. And that is good. That's what you want to have. It can't be stagnant. It can't be the same year in and year out. Change is the only constant in the entirety of life. I know that that is cliche. It's overused, but it's true. That is the reality for all these guys. Things had to change for the San Jose Sharks, and I think that last year they were kind of caught in between 
extending what they had done that had worked so well versus the necessary need for change. It wasn't happening. They made the change at head coach and were just inundated with injuries. Now they have this opportunity to get things going in the right direction from game one. And now, a moment of chill from Coors Light. Light, mountain cold refreshment, made to chill after the short but cold beer run from hot tub to cabin. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Welcome back to Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. I think it was a good game, honestly. I think that the physicality of the Sharks seems to be coming back, which is very good. They were physical when they needed to be, and then uh, also not so physical when they needed to be. But that's okay. It was a long break. I'm excited. I'm excited for this season. I think it's going to be a good one for the boys. That was Jason in the East Bay weighing in. And yeah, one of the things that I would like you guys to do is after the game, during the game, uh, whenever, just get me on social media. Go to Twitter, at Ted Ramey Media. Send me a video of your takes and your reactions and your questions, etc., from each individual game or just over the course of the week, but send it to me by way of a video because that way I can take the audio from the video and I can use it in here and I can use it um, as part of this show and we can react to your takes and we can make it a little bit more like sports talk and we can just overall have a good time communicating with each other because we want to engage you, the fans, as much as possible. We want you to feel like you have a voice. We want you to feel like you can weigh in because, like any good sports talk host, I get sick of my own takes all the time. I want to hear from you, and I want to react to you, and I want you reacting to me. If you think I say something that's absolute BS, tweet me. Let me know. Send me a video. I promise you I will play it. I am not afraid of being wrong. I swear I've almost made a career out of it in sports broadcasting when it comes to takes and prognostication, but that is all part of the fun. At Ted Ramey Media, send me a video. I will use the audio in here. All right, let's look at this from the other side. Here's some post-game reaction from the head coach of the Coyotes, Rick Tockett. Well, we didn't, you know, for me, we didn't really give them much. We gave them the two goals, you know, it was the back pass. And then, you know, our defense leaves the front of the net uh, for no reason. And they get that goal. So we just kind of gave them two. And, and they, they made the most of those two chances, right? You know, we had some, uh, I mean, we had, I think we had four glorious chances in the first period on the goalie going in on a breakaway. So, you know, you look at the score, you can't really get mad. You get mad, obviously, the, the two plays. But other than that, you know, we had four or five, three or four guys have basically, you know, one-on-one against with the goalie and the goalie made a great save. And the overall feeling that I got from Tockett in his post-game comments was that he's not overly demoralized by the defeat. He's looking at his team that came back from a 3-1 deficit to tie it at three and send it into overtime, did some good things in overtime to stop the Sharks, and then gave themselves that opportunity in the shootout, which didn't go their way, but they still earned a point. So his overall viewpoint heading into the next matchup against the Sharks on Saturday is one of positivity. Yeah, I, I like the energy and, I, and the de- the details were half decent. You know, they're, they're, you know, obviously, you know, we got to clean up some stuff and, you know, get the power play goal, battling back a six on five goal, killing that, you know, that uh, four on three at the end is huge, you know, especially 
there, you know, we had a chance to win the game. We had a two on no to win the game. So, you know, there were some good elements in there where we had a chance to win the game. Didn't. Uh, the key is to stay uh, positive tomorrow, have a good little practice, and we have the same team again. You know, you can't let your foot off. You know, uh, that's the big thing. You know, you, you got to bring that energy again. You know, we're looking, you know, we'll clean up some stuff tomorrow and, and go right back at it with the same team. And no, I wasn't expecting him to be completely demoralized and done for the year after one loss, but still, it's just something to think about. He is looking at this in the paradigm of positivity because his team came back from a deficit and made it an interesting game, and he earned that point with the overtime loss, the shootout loss, and the Sharks have some things to clean up themselves. I mean, let's be honest, all the penalties they took, that was not good, and it led to them being gassed later on in the game when they let up those goals that allowed the Coyotes to come back and tie it. We can also talk about just some of the defensive miscues. I thought at times it looked really, really good, but then at other times you just looked at the overall flow of things. It wasn't quite there. There were some individual bright moments in the game, and I think that overall the Sharks' talent is what won this game. It wasn't system. It wasn't schematic. It wasn't some brilliant bit of tactics that pushed the Sharks over the edge. No, the Sharks were the better team. They have better players, and they ended up being able to get the win. But there's things that they need to clean up. There's th things that they need to take care of, and we heard that from the captain after the win. Oh, there's definitely stuff we can clean up. I mean, uh, it's our first game in a long time. Um, some guys played the first NHL games, but I thought they were terrific tonight. So uh, to come and play a game in, in this situation, I thought we did uh, did very well. Um, you know, passes, just execution is what I mean. But when I say sloppy, you know, power play, we weren't extremely sharp. We got that one, but uh, passing in the, in the zone entries weren't uh, as sharp as they need to be. But, uh, you know, it's nice to win. But Couture also saw some stuff that he liked. The fact that they were using that speed, entering the zone with speed, trying to be powerful and aggressive on the attack. Uh, that was just one of the things that he noticed. Yeah, I think for all of us, it was uh, it was a big win. Uh, it's been a long 10 months. We haven't played a game. And you throw together a training camp of uh, 11 days on the ice. It's really not you know enough time to go over everything. I thought we were sloppy at times, but I thought we did a lot of things really well. We had some speed through the neutral zone and... Uh, that one line created, uh, Tommy's hurdles line created some nice goals. So, and Joner made some big time saves. And we had those breakdowns and uh, we knew coming in, there's going to be breakdowns and it's going to be sloppy. Um, but I liked, uh, I said it this morning, the team that was going to compete and battle the hardest. I thought we battled pretty hard uh, tonight. And that's exactly what you want, right? I mean, I'm not here to question any of the effort that we saw from the Sharks last year because I thought they were busting their tails and trying to make things happen. But I think that the cumulative effect of so many things going wrong last year really weighed on them. And then this game was one where they saw their lead evaporate, but they were still able to find a way to get the win. And that's what good teams do, by the way. It's not about being perfect. It's not about blowing out the opposition. You can talk about your goal differentials. You can talk about stats of that nature. I'm just looking at the mental character of this team that we saw in the first game of the year. One year ago, this might have been a recipe for a collapse, but instead, even though they were not perfect in the five-minute overtime where they had some opportunities but just looked a little gassed, in my opinion, that's what I saw. I know some people were seeing other things, but I saw them looking tired. This would have been a situation where a year ago, they could have wilted or maybe would have wilted. This time, they didn't. They didn't give up a goal in the overtime. They were able to get it done in the shootout. And I thought that over the course of the game, they played hard. 
They worked together. They showed some of the stuff that they were trying to implement that they've been working on in an exceptionally short camp. And that's what you want to see because last year when things weren't going their way, it just seemed like the team was grinding down even harder on what they were as a team. And I'm specifically pointing to the start of the year in the month of October. And then again in December when it all started to fall apart once again, because it just seemed like they said, well, this is what we usually do. And this is what we usually do and get results. So we're going to keep on doing this harder. It was the classic tightening up. It was the classic clenching of just trying to force your way through a brick wall because you don't really know what else to do. And you say, well, we've been able to run through that wall before I'm just going to keep on trying to do that. I understand where that thinking comes from because yes, if something is working, why would you change it? But the point is it wasn't working last year and now they are implementing new ideologies, new tactics, new schemes to their overall plan. And we saw just a little bit of that. The one thing that I really, really liked was using that speed to enter the zone and trying to get a little bit more of that rush going. I like that. I think this team with now guys like John Leonard, a younger guy like that, Eric Carlson, one of the great transporters of the puck in the league. You can use that to your advantage and you can give yourself a little bit of a new wrinkle. Listen, everyone knows what the Sharks are. It's not like there's some great secret that you're suddenly going to be surprised by Logan Couture or Evander Kane or Eric Carlson. Everyone knows how good these players are, but now Bob Bugner is tasked with making it work in a new way that's going to provide more problems for the rest of the league. And while that was not 1,000% on display against the Coyotes last night, I think we saw a couple of things where he said, oh, okay, I see what he's trying to do here. And I think that if, if we keep to the Bay Area comparisons, we can look at what Steve Kerr was tasked with doing when he took over the Warriors, a team with a lot of talent that wasn't living up to the expectation. He brought in his ideologies, his system, his coaches, and said, this is what I'm going to do. It's not an apples-to-apples apples comparison because we're looking at two different sports, but Bob Bugner is now trying to use these great talents that he has availed to him to create new problems for the league that they don't immediately or have not immediately identified as what the Sharks are. And that's going to take some time, and it's going to have some hiccups along the way. But for one game, for one moment when the Sharks needed to build some momentum right from the get-go, they did just that. They did just enough. It was not the prettiest win we've ever seen. It was not the splashiest win. It was not the ugliest, however. It was not the worst thing I've ever seen. It was just a good, hard-fought win. And those are the ones that I think that, in the end, can pay the greatest dividends because you look back at that mental fortitude. And I think that was lacking one year ago because they never had a chance to build upon it. They started off losing games to start the year and suddenly they were staring up at the rest of the Pacific Division saying, oh crap, we've got to dig ourselves out of this hole in a real hurry. And it just kind of piled on, it piled on, it piled on. And then the games that they would have won previously with the Sharks were not turning into wins last year. And I think there was just a lot of mental baggage piling up and piling up and piling up. And I think that a win like the one we saw tonight, again, you're supposed to beat the Coyotes. If I'm the Sharks, I'm saying, yeah, we're supposed to beat these guys. I don't like that we gave up these two goals. You can be simultaneously happy and unhappy with a win. That is not out of the realm of the conversation here. That is a perfectly legitimate take to have after that game. 
Wasn't the worst thing we've ever seen. Wasn't the best thing we've ever seen. A win is a win. You go forward. You try to see if you can do it again on Saturday when you again play Arizona. Now, some of the other reactions we have out of this game is Brent Burns did not have a particularly great night. Eric Carlson did not have a particularly great night. Logan Couture did not have a particularly great night. Ryan Donato, until the shootout, was not particularly noisy out there on the ice. Listen, it's the first game, and I know that I saw people chirping on social media already complaining about Eric Carlson or complaining about Ryan Donato, and I'm like, guys, chill. It is one game. The amount of rust for high-level players like Logan Couture, like Eric Carlson, it's going to take a little bit. These guys run and hum along at such a high level that it will probably take a game or two for them to be capable of playing at the level that they expect of themselves. Why did John Leonard fly around out there tonight? Why was he so eye-popping? A, he was probably adrenalized out of his mind, and B, he was out there trying to show everybody that he belonged to be on the second line and playing out there in the NHL. It was his first game. Sometimes just because something catches your eye, it doesn't mean that it's the be-all, end-all. No, Eric Carlson did not particularly catch my eye. Logan Couture did not particularly catch my eye. And I'm kind of glad by all that because it shows that the Sharks, when they're not humming at 100%, are still good enough to beat teams that we expect them to beat. Now, should that be the plan every game? Of course not. But it worked on this night. And that's what happens when you have talent like the Sharks have. When guys are not playing their best game, of which is perfectly reasonable to have happen in your first game back in 10 months, you have other guys that can get it done. Guess what? There will be nights where Martin Jones or Evander Kane or Tom Hurdle will not be at their best. And Eric Carlson and Logan Couture and Brent Burns will put this team on their backs and have great nights. But the best part about all of this is that we will be able to see these guys again on Saturday taking on Arizona. They'll have a game under their belts, and we'll see just a little bit more of what the overall story arc for the 2021 season is going to be. That wraps it up for this first Morning After a Game episode of Morning Tide for the 2021 season. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey, signing off. You've been listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light on the Sharks Audio Network.